Afternoon folks, after a two week holiday we are back with episode 49 of for chatting and this is, I know we always say it's a good episode but this is, this is going to be uh, a stisha. It is a belter, lock away any under 18s because the language is going to be, <laughs> it's going to be fruity. Foul. Yeah. Challenge. Foul and abusive language please. <laughs> yeah, this is not a family sport, um, and we will definitely be doing our doing our very best to get honest opinions across. So we'll see see how it comes out, but lots to cover, um, and we're basically just going to stick to the hockey stuff today. I think because it is so much, um, but in usual style. Before we get there, uh, with this being episode forty nine, we've got to cover the any past clan players who used that number and I think there are two one of which I have definitely confirmed as Brendan Brooks indeed good player for us when he was here definitely certainly uh, I think carried that that John Tripp team almost uh, yeah, single-handedly at times should probably have kept him after his first season as well, but that just sums up the, the way the club is. Yeah, he went to Fife, didn't he, of course, and then came back, so yeah, yeah classic, classic plan, and then I think probably admitted himself he should maybe have called it quits after that, uh, after the, he didn't come back to us after the John Tripp season, where he sort of floated about a few different teams but never really happened mm. um, maybe expected to be back with us but that's the way it goes um, and the other one now I'm not, I've not checked this but I've got a feeling that is it Ryan Watt? <laughs> yes you've nailed it Tony's brother <laughs> Tony's brother who I think Tony got a, a signed with something has he? did I just make that up? Oh no, I'm no thinking idea. of somebody, I'm thinking of something else, never mind. Back to the hockey, um, yeah, I, I, never, I didn't like Ryan Watt, but loads of people did. He was like, <laughs> he was another Chris Frank character, and as I've said, I'm not really as much of a fan of that, but he, he was that kind of player. Mm. I think that was, uh, it was more acceptable, uh, so, towards the beginning, uh, of Clan and uh, so our first few seasons it was uh, acceptable to have a player like that in your team and obviously it was the case where Clan had more than one of those types of players uh, on a number of seasons um, but yeah it's, it's starting to come out again now uh, even even here now as well it's uh, you know enforcers and and players of that are like a dying breed. Yeah, but you could say in in Clan's case, it's coming right back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, in more ways than one. But we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. But um, that that was really the memory I had of Ryan. What? Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a crazy character. I'm sure he had a few bands as well. So, um, anyway. Let's well, get... well, 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 while we're at it, I'll just look him up. Seeing as we're talking about. Yeah, okay. 
just to, to, do exactly. to, to give us time to come in to segue nicely into the the huge news uh, that we've got to cover um, and that includes obviously a new a new coach announcement there had been absolutely nothing for a couple of weeks it had been completely quiet I think um, and we even managed to squeeze a full a full episode out of that but uh, there won't be any trouble now so um, the first I guess if we just go straight into it and unless you're just about to tell me about Ryan Watt only that he played 23 games for Clan. Only 23? Over one, just one season? Yeah. Really? Well, that's, that's what it says. That's what like Prospects, but... Right, okay. Uh, I don't know if... See the Cup stuff? Because they've got EHL Cup 10 games. But I don't know if that's included in the overall. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's separate. I would think that it must be, but... Anyway, but... 23 games, 3 goals, 0 assists for 3 points, 68 penalty minutes. Yeah, that's a decent Which, Yeah, I mean, it's it's not great, but it's not horrendous. No. The season before that with uh, slow Jets, 166 penalty minutes, so that's, that's uh, more. That's more like it. <laughs> that's more like how I remember them. Mm-hmm. It just shows you, though, you... You do remember certain people, even though they're only about for one season. I thought maybe he'd been kicking about for, he'd been there for, play, or played a full season, but obviously not. Nah, not M- maybe there were a few bad, maybe the reason he played 23 games was, was that he was banned. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Still only 29. Who's he yeah. playing with now? He was with uh, Bracknell Bees last year. As an alternate captain. Oh really? Right. Okay. So, uh, one hundred and thirteen penalty minutes, twenty-seven games last yeah. year. I've got a feeling there's a lot of bands in there. Somebody can, yeah, somebody uh, can correct me, but. Don't think he's ever played a full season. <laughs> Must be some buzz that. <laughs> Feel like you need a rest. Just get a wee band. I thought it was a bright no bees pun. Oh no! <laughs> no, didn't even realise. <laughs> there you are. Um, Alright, so first uh, first big announcement to cover was the appointment of a new coach and it was revealed that last year's captain, Zach Fitzgerald, will be the coach next year. Um, obviously it was, it was a bit up in there whether he would actually come back at all as a player or um, I think we'd maybe suggested that an assistant coach. I don't know if we'd mentioned the full full coaching role. Maybe we did, but I think uh, it sort of surprised quite a lot of people, given how long there'd been no news for. Um, and then then they kind of came out with that. Uh, what what were your your honest initial thoughts at the at the time of the announcement? Um, my honest initial thoughts were, so I, I guess in a way, similar to when they announced Pete Russell, uh, kind of under, underwhelmed, uh, thought it was a lazy appointment. Um, you know, they spent sort of three weeks and we thought they would be doing their due diligence and um, try to find the right guy and, you know, maybe looking 
looking at North America or, or Europe and you know, like we'd said previously as well, we're kinda of looking for somebody with a bit more coaching experience than uh John Tripp had had. Um so you know, somebody like that, a wee bit more experience. Um to to kinda of come in with some fresh ideas and you know, it was like we were kinda of starting from scratch again. Um so I guess in a way if you if you want to look at the the Fitzy appointment in a in a positive light, he knows the team, he knows the league. Um you know, it he, he's worked with um the majority of the guys that, that we've signed back for next year already. So um you know, there is that, it's just the, the kind of networking side and uh, players that we're looking to bring in, you know, is it gonna is he gonna be the kind of guy that's gonna you know, attracts uh, decent names to to the league and, and to the clan. I'm not. I'm not sure on that. Yeah, well, he's, there's no doubt. I think that he's first of all um, a respected player by everyone. I think um, in terms of the role he plays and uh, well, all, all those kind of enforcer type guys. I think um, most players that they'll play against have a lot of respect for that. Um, and then having experience of playing in uh, America and stuff, that there's no doubt he will have contacts from a playing level. But as you said, um, I wasn't excited, really. I think underwhelming is quite a good word. Um I was never as really as biggest fan as a player. I thought last year, like we'd said, he looked kind of off the pace a wee bit, um, and that's maybe why we thought he might end up with a role behind the bench, but maybe not the one, the one that he did get. It's hard to know what kind of coach he'll be. Um, the initial indications were that he, he won't change how he was as a player going into coaching. So I don't really know what that means. Does it mean we're going to have a, a really aggressive team? Um, I'm not sure. But another argument that people have had with the experience thing is like Adam Keefe and Andrew Lord came basically from straight from playing into coaching. And that that is, of course, true. Um, but there's two teams there that have... I would say significantly higher budgets and pulling power for players and things mm. than we did. Um, yeah, again, it's just it's the the unknown factor that we don't know what it's going to be like. In a way, it's kind of exciting because it's a fresh start, and you know, he might be. There's nothing to say he's he won't be the best coach we've ever had. But I think just because I had my opinions of him as a player, I'm a bit more disappointed. But then other people who absolutely loved him uh, will be, you know, really excited about it. I suppose that's just how it works. Yeah, I think like you know, he, he is a he is a likable character um, amongst uh, former teammates and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how he sort of moves into the um, the coaching side of it. And, how he deals with certain situations. Um, 
you know, but I, I think as well, you, so I look at, obviously you mentioned uh, Andrew Lord and Adam Keefe there, but uh, Danny Stewart also did a similar thing. Um, and, you know, while it's not been, it's not been terrible, but, you know, and a team with a, a similar budget to ours, um, you know, and haven't really sat out, overperformed, I think, is maybe the word. Um, you know, Coventry just sat scraping into the playoffs uh, a few times, um, albeit, obviously, I think they actually won the playoff final weekend one year. So it's, you know... Yeah, I don't think that was under him, though. I think that was under Chuck Weber before him. Ah, OK, right. So, no, don't want to give him any... Any unnecessary <laughs> credit. I'm sure, though, he, he obviously did... Was an assistant coach for a few years up in Fife. So, you know, had a bit of an idea about... That kind of side of things. And I don't... I don't really think that necessarily you need to be the best tactical coach. As you've said, he's... Obviously, a lot of the players, I think, will want to play for him. He'll be a really motivational kind of guy and stuff. But it's just, it, it could it could really go both both ways. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's just it's so up in the air just now. and um, You know, obviously, without a full team there uh, and a full sort of pre-season and stuff under his belt, then it's difficult to to really judge him at this point uh, you know we've all got our opinions and uh, you know at the end of the day we just need to sort of wait and find out how how the, the start of the season goes and then we can um, you know discuss it a wee bit further yeah I mean we both obviously want him to do do really well and it's a good move for for him and his family to get a, a job that I would describe as quite a quite a big a big job now um, and having, I think having played la- up to last year, you know, being in touch with uh, how the players are and stuff uh, um, and how the dressing room is in recent times is also an advantage. But as you say, we need to just wait and see. We don't have anything to gauge it on. It's not like we've, we would know, having brought in a, an experienced guy, what his record is, so... Uh, it is a kind of wait and see that a lot of things seem to be in this podcast but it's the way it goes um, we had asked for some listener opinions and thanks to those people who did get in touch um, Elizabeth Dock said um, that she was over the moon excited and I think that probably reflects quite a few people's thoughts it was a bit of a fan favourite um, and I guess in that sense if they'd have said to me right we've appointed Scott Pitt as head coach I would be just as underwhelmed if not less to be honest it's not, it's not really the fact that it's a guy that I don't really love as a player it's the, it's the experience thing and just bringing in somebody kind of seeming like an easy appointment but um, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not really the fact that it's just a player from last year they've brought in, it's the whole package type thing that's worrying me a wee bit Yeah um, you know it's, it's the kind of recruitment 
side of things and uh, you know how the how the club sort of goes goes about its business that way. Um, it's a it's a difficult one. It is a difficult one. Um, but you know, like, the the two seasons that that Fitzy's been at Clan, I think um, you'd have to say that the teams um, performed pretty well on the whole. Um, so you know, you'll you'll certainly get get the team whatever whatever team. Uh, is here in August up for it. Uh, I don't think there's a there's any doubt about that. But uh, just you know, yeah, people people did like him uh, as a player, and, and that's fine. I think he did a job. Um, you know, if you like that kind of style of hockey, then you know, obviously you would like that that kind of player. He does stick up for your team, and uh, you know that that is good to have in certain situations. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see now uh, just how he uh, moves on into into the coaching side and uh, you know just these sort of methods and stuff because we've not really spoke about that much either. Is uh, you know what what kind of style of hockey are we going to see? You know are we going to see the uh, a Manchester Storm esque team? We're going to have a load of guys that are overly physical at times or is it going to be sort of similar to what we had last year um, and you know kind of what worked there for for most of the season I think the continuation of a few players I would expect initially that he would take um, most of the systems that Pete Russell had last year and maybe adapt on them a bit but I think He'll be looking to continue that to some extent, um, rather than trying to impose uh, a lot of change. Given that we've retained a few players so far, um, maybe that's a sensible thing. But then again, he might he might want to to completely overhaul that. So we will we will see. Um, and again, it's it's not the kind of thing that just happens overnight. So um, it will take I think a few games. Um, you know, treat like friendlies and pre-season stuff aside, it'll be hard to to tell what the team's going to be like just after a couple of games. So we need to uh, let that play out a bit. Um, Tanya Reid also said, um, it kind of echoed what what we've said there. He doesn't have coaching experience, but he does have leadership qualities. He was the captain. Um, so the guys are going to listen, knows the league and our weaknesses and we can build on that. Can only give him a chance after all. Uh, a coach needs to start somewhere and that's that is absolutely true. Yeah, I know. I mean, you can't say any further than that really. I mean, I guess we were just sad disappointed, you know, with the whole situation of uh, Pete Russell leaving and, you know, it's uh, opened up a, a gap there where you would maybe look at somebody with more coaching experience to come in and uh, you know kind of take the team to the next level. And um, but you know who's who's not to say that that Fitz is going to do that. Well, let's let's hope that he is that guy. Otherwise, we'll be back on here slating him and saying we told you so. But equally, I'd want to be on here saying this is going well. This is good. 
because we, we tend to start the season badly so maybe he's the guy that's it's going to have a good start to the season you never know um, but, yeah. but actually just while, while you were talking about the, the pre-season there, that's why I was kind of laughing now but <laughs> yeah well of course um, there is there was the announcement that I think is it two games um, yeah I think yeah so we're playing against uh, Pete Russell's new team in pre-season um, and the fact that I can't even remember what the team is just shows me how interested I am in it. Freiburg. Uh, Freiburg, that's it, yeah. But, I mean, that is either uh, part of the deal, the compensation thing, or it's just a total... I don't even know what word I would use to describe it, but surely the signing of him, of Freiburg signing him from us, has got to have a clause in it that says plays pre-season otherwise why would you do that <laughs> it'd be a weird thing to to include in it right enough but um, don't really know how these things work uh, I've I've booked a holiday so I'm, I'm missing both the games uh, I don't really want to I don't really want to see it to be honest <laughs> Um yeah, just you know the whole way that he, it was the same manner in which he left. Um, you know, and, and I get that obviously, ho- you know, in hockey it's kind of slightly different to football. And, you know, who, chances like that don't really come along too often, and I, I can understand why he's taken. That's not the issue. The issue was that he'd stated that he was coming back and he'd started recruiting for next year. Um, you know, to then go back on that, um, you know, didn't, doesn't really sit well with me. And, uh, but you know, I don't, I, I don't really read into, you know, fans talking about they're going to go and boom and stuff like that. You know, just uh, that's that's not for me. Although, uh, you know, I obviously wouldn't be happy, but um, I won't be there anyway, so it'll be fine. Yeah, it's just this. It's going to be strange. Um, obviously he wasn't lying when he said he was coming back next season I guess that's all you can really say about <laughs> that's that all you can really say about it yeah the contract just says I'll be back next season and he's signed it and he's done his hook, line and sinker Gareth yeah, like been... small, small print at the bottom it just says pre-season <laughs> yeah or for at least two games <laughs> Um, it, on that point actually when you talked about recruitment I've just thought of another thing how much do you think Fitzy had it in his mind that he would maybe get a chance and how early was he told about the Pete Russell situation um, from the point of view of has he already started his recu- recruitment for a few weeks uh, even before that announcement was made um, it's hard to know what the situation was with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I think it was probably more likely that there was a few players that were lined up um, while Pete Russell was here. And then once he announced he was leaving, um, I think they maybe kept, kept the announcement on those players. Um for when the new coach was 
was announced, and then they could they could say it to whoever it would be. These are the guys that we're we're looking to bring in. Do you agree with these? Yes or no? And then announce them. So I don't. I, I wonder if Springer was announced as a signing beforehand because we'd obviously seen or we'd seen rumours from from Simsy about his wee cryptic Manchester to Glasgow tweet and, yeah. and also on, on Elite Prospects as well where um, obviously Springer had, had announced that he wasn't coming back to Manchester um, that was a few weeks before Fitzy um, was announced as the coach so it's difficult to say but um, I'd, I'd imagine that, that Fitzy's been, been hard at work um, over the last couple of weeks and uh, you know, hopefully it won't be too much longer before we start seeing some more some more guys coming in. Yeah, and I, I don't think they'll be they're doing players retained that he wouldn't want. And I think uh-huh. uh, all of the guys probably bar one or two potentially, um, were kind of ones that we, we wanted. So I don't think that's gonna be a different opinion to what Fitzy had, you know, it's just the obvious guys to bring back, so not too much of an issue there, but would be interesting to see how much of a a change in thinking it is from who Pete Russell thought he was going to bring in to who Fitzy does, but um, just a final point on that Beth had replied saying that Fitzy's got huge potential um, his passion experience as a player and people skill makes up for his lack of coaching experience he loves the Purple Army and desire to win for them speaks for itself. Um, that is true and that will also help. Um, yeah. so he obviously gets the club and stuff, so there's no doubt that it will just be a sort of John Tripp thing where he's coming in with no real connection. Um, he kind of gets it, so again, that's a positive. I think the main thing is that we're obviously wishing him the best, but we're just unsure what's happening. Um, so after that then as we have alluded to slightly the, the first player announcement of the Fitzy era was uh, Lyndon Springer from Manchester um, Lyndon Springer? Just in the set announcers <laughs> Exactly you know it's going to be I, I think he's instantly going to be a fan's favourite for the reasons that I don't like players, but for the reasons clan, f- a lot of clan fans like players, and that's nothing against them. It's the same kind of thing as like your Chris Frank style, and I know we keep bringing up his name, but um, Springer to me is a guy who is there basically for the physical side of the game, and that's fine if. We find a role where he can contribute otherwise, but just the everything that went with him off the ice, or actually on as well, last year, just didn't really sit sit right with me, and I'm I wasn't really too excited about this one either, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you can you can kind of look at it from the point of view that um, he's he's a he's a fit say replacement, uh, pretty much, you know. Um, and he's obviously he's got youth on his side. He's only twenty four, uh, so you know he'll still be up to speed with with the league now as well. That he's he's had a couple of years with, with Manchester under his belt, so um, 
yeah, I don't. I, again, though, I'm I'm kind of like you, and it's not really the type of player uh, for me, but will be for a lot of fans. And I think this is maybe why this this podcast doesn't really work out because we're too we're too similar in the in the kind of players that we like to see and stuff like that. Um, so you know, but um, there'll be plenty of fans that they'll have a different view uh, on that and, and, and do like to see guys like Springer uh, in the team and obviously we'll do a job uh, but you know just sort of looking last couple of years with Manchester uh, 163 and then 173 penalty minutes um, you know and if you're playing if you're playing teams like Belfast and Cardiff you want you want your six guys on on the ice at all points uh, so you know from, from that aspect uh, could be an issue in terms of penalty kill at times uh, didn't really was he involved in that Fife strumash yeah yeah he was yeah he was the one that kind of punched somebody no okay so he so, he got he got quite a, a hefty ban for that um, yeah I, I didn't really like like that, I mean, but again, it's hard to to be majorly critical. You know, I think he came out with an apology after that and kind of understood that it wasn't wasn't the right thing to do. And 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 it is hard to. I don't want to be too overly critical of guys that we've not really seen play for us. And um, we're yeah. just, but all we can do is go from reputation what we've seen. Um, it was liked at Manchester, but again, that's the kind of style of hockey they like. Um, yeah. And he played. Even, he was good in that sort of small physical rink. Uh, even games against, even games against Clan, uh, you know that we've seen Springer. Yeah, it's like it's a annoying demon, but you know, it, for certain fans' uh, perspective, you know the kind of guy that you would like to have in your own team rather than playing against them. Uh, and I think, you know, that's maybe a view that uh, some players will have as well. So from that from that point of view, yeah, I, I think it's probably a, a replacement for Fitzy, but we need to, uh, for me, sort of rein in the penalty minutes a wee bit. And, um, you know, while still delivering that, that physical aspect, it's obviously a, a, a big part of his game yeah and there's nothing to say that he can't do that um, a few times at yeah. Brayhead I thought Manchester were quite solid defensively um, yeah and, and like best goal in the league as well so v- exactly yeah. so the defence is doing a good job in front of him as well um, but yeah you, you do need guys like that in terms of what other players have said that he's really hard to play against and they know more more than anybody else. Um, if you don't like playing against a guy then you know you're not gonna do as well against them. Um if guys are lining up for a game and they know that they're matching up against somebody like Springer, then you don't it's good you you know that they're not gonna fancy it as much and that's what you want from a defenseman's point of view. I I think you know, with the likes of Fitzy, I don't think guys would look forward to to being up against them. Maybe they'll know that they've got 
the jump on him in terms of speed and skating, but a younger guy like Springer maybe will will be more intimidating and you never know, it really could suit him, but I think, yeah, really got to get that, that discipline in check. Um and and if he's if he's solid like that then I'll have no complaints. But um it's another another classic wait and see. Yeah. Uh, classic clan signing as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we've got much really else to say from that point of view, do we? Nah, I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see, obviously, uh, how it goes. You know, get, get my full season at Clan and, and then we can we can discuss him a, a wee bit more. Um, but, you know, obviously, welcome welcome to the team. And, uh, you know, hopefully you, you can be that sort of solid, solid guy at the back that, um, you know, I, f- I feel like we've been sort of lacking, maybe not last season, but certainly the season before that, you know, even if he just kind of comes in and shows up to D, then uh, he can't really ask too much more than that. No, exactly. We also yeah. made a new, a new song for, as well for him. Yeah, for, for him uh, and Craig Moore as well, we need a new song. Yeah. Um, Springer oh. not not the biggest biggest choice of rhyming words, but I'm sure sure we can get there eventually. Um, on yeah, that note, we'll, we'll think of some. <laughs> we will. We'll think of it, and next time uh, we'll be UK number one with Springer's Springer's ringer. Uh, anyway, we'll see. So. After that, there was um, kind of two announcements quite close together, but I think chronologically, the first thing that happened was our signing, is that right? Or was it, let's see, that happened on the 5th of June, and the other incident happened on the 6th. I don't know what order it was announced. Did was the okay. our signing announced before the departure? Well, I think it had been announced that that Cornley right. wasn't coming back. Okay, so we'll, we'll first we'll hit up that first then, because um, I mean that that's really the bigger news. Um, it was announced that Brendan Connolly would not be returning for next season, and uh, I think that was we've not really had many compare that to the, the Pete Russell thing but I think that was uh, as much if not more of a blow uh, that he wouldn't be back um, I, I really really did like him last year kind of gutted to, to see him go yeah without a doubt right, he's you know he's got, he's got everything really uh, that you can want in a forward and score goals create chances uh, just a, a general annoyance for the other team, uh, plays well around the boards. Just as a, a good all-round player, really. Um, you know, guys like that, very difficult to come by. Um, I think if you want to be critical, uh, I think you tired out towards the end of the year. That's a long run of games, but then everybody, everybody did to an extent. Um, but you know, for ninety. 95% of the season he was our top player and sometimes it wasn't even close yeah I thought 
I thought a lot of the time you could he just looked a level apart from some other players. Uh, I thought one of the the best compliments I, I had for him that I'd written down was that whenever he was on the ice, you always knew that he was there, and he always managed to make something happen. Whether that yeah. be a good or a bad thing sometimes, but you always knew he was there. Um, and I always had that capability for a wee bit of magic. Um, he scored 30, so he played 58 games, scored 31 goals, 34 assists, which was for 65 points. Now that was uh, 8 points less than he, he got last year at Belfast. Um, but included in that were four more goals and uh, about 60, 60 odd less penalty minutes. Now, a few of those penalties were annoying and daft at bad times and arguably cost us. But for for everything else you got with Connolly, I think that that, that was just part of the package. Um, and he was definitely top of our... Uh, re-sign list I think for sure yeah I think in terms of his all round ability for me I think he's probably the most exciting player I've seen play for us it's hard to argue with that um, you know so f- from that point of view uh, it's difficult to lose a player like that especially to within the league um, which you know is Never really something you, you want, but, uh, you know, we just need to sort of trust that Fitz is going to hope to bring somebody in that's kind of similar, um, you know, a kind of similar style to that uh, that Connolly had. And, you know, it's obviously going to be difficult to find somebody that was that's as potent, um, you know, whilst still plays the same way that Connolly did, but... Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, there's no there's no way to, to hide it really, it's just a, it's a big loss for us. Yeah, and I think we seem to get in a habit of losing our top players towards the end of the season to injury. Um, <laughs> this time obviously got quite a bad one up in Fife, um, clearly is going to be fit for the start of next season. Um, and just, obviously most people know he's signed with Sheffield. Um, who are one of the the more disliked teams, if you could say that, in the league? Um, and I've I've got no doubt that he will be disliked by every other team again when he's playing for Sheffield. But just like Springer, he's a guy that you would probably really want on your team, obviously, but hate him when he's not and, and I remember it being like that when he was at Belfast but having seen him for a full season really did appreciate the stuff that he brought to the team yeah I definitely um, you know Sheffield have really uh, <coughs> upped, their, upped their signings um, you know kind of early on for, for next year obviously last season was a uh, was a tough a tough year Um you know, if if he could, if he can call it that, for Sheffield. So, uh, obviously looking to rectify that um, by getting a lot of these guys signed up early, and uh, yeah, some some really good signings they've got in there mixed with uh, you know some, some guys that they had last year. Uh, difficult to read that that kind of 
roster just now, but uh, there's no doubt that like Cornley, um, you know, it's a it's a huge addition for for any team. Uh, I was just kind of disappointed that um, you know we as a as a club maybe didn't do enough to keep him. You know, we don't really know the ins and outs of it whether he wanted to move on or not, but. Um, it's definitely disappointing that he's he's moved to elsewhere in the league. Um, you know, we thought maybe if he was going to leave, it would be to to somewhere in Europe, perhaps. But uh, to lose him to Sheffield, like you know, a, a few other players have done previously, it's just um, it's just really disappointing. Uh, you know, it just seems seems to happen uh, quite regularly for us. Um, it's just a bit annoying that we can't, you know, perhaps up or off for a wee bit to, to keep these guys. Um, because, you know, for guys like Conley, it's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it'll open up a big a big gap, I think, in the budget. I've got no doubt he'll be one of the highest, if not the highest, earners last year. Um, and the way it is, really, unfortunately, Sheffield will almost certainly be able to match or better what what we can, I think. Uh, that's just the way. So, you know, money-wise, we probably couldn't match it, but I'd like to think um, there's a good environment for the players and stuff, and it looked like most of the time, I think he was enjoying himself last year, so yeah, very disappointing um, that we couldn't keep a hold of him, but it is what it is, um, and we'll, we'll move on and hopefully, like you say, find find somebody to, to fit that bill, but it'll be very, very difficult. Um, the, the timing of the next signing, I think, was unfortunate, and I felt a bit sorry sure. for for <laughs> Jack Muzo, who was announced as coming back uh, very shortly after Sheffield announced the signing of Connolly. Um, I'll kind of open the floor a bit to yourself for this one. Um, I think you've got quite strong feelings on it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so to so to say, um, but yeah. So Jack Musel back on you go, go for it. Right. Um, I'll start with a disclaimer. Basically, this was this was announced on the off the back of uh, Conley going to Sheffield. Um, so you know, thought maybe. They would have somebody lined up that was uh, similar to Connolly. They were going to bring in, you know, a guy who's a top forward, um, you know, scores scores loads of points. Uh, but, you know, instead, we've got Jack Muzo back. And, you know, it's not really... <laughs> I don't, sorry, sorry. It's, no, I, I mean, it does sound harsh. And, you know, obviously... He played a role uh, for us last year, and you know sometimes, uh, you know, on, on some occasions, Musil was pretty good. Um, you know, he only got four goals for us, but you know I think they were uh, a couple of them seemed to be pretty important goals um, at the time. So you know, from that point of view, um, you know it's it's a Brit player difficult to come by good Brit players so uh, didn't really see a lot of them uh, 
last season. But you know what? Overall, what I saw of Jack Muzzle, um, I don't feel like he was he was better than Barry McKenzie, who we obviously lost the season previously to Fife. Um, that would be my only concern is that I don't think he's an upgrade uh, on Barry McKenzie. Um, but you know, maybe perhaps with a bit more ice time, uh, playing on the fourth line, we might be able to see that from him. But uh, I think it was more the timing of the announcement, um, either the same day or the day after that Connolly went to Sheffield. I was just, I was fuming at that point because it was just, it seemed like a succession of just absolutely fucked it. They've absolutely fucked it every time. Um, yeah, so I don't, it's obviously a, it's obviously unfair on Jack Muzzle uh, to sort of compare him in the same breath as, as Connolly, but you know, he does do a job and it's the kind of Brit players that are hard to come by and you know, he, he was alright, he was fine, but we'll see. Yeah, it's it was definitely the timing was slightly odd the way they build it as um I think one of the tweets did one of the tweets not say the goat. The return of the goat. Oh yeah. Um no I, I would I would disagree with that, first of all. I don't know if it was the no, I think it was I think that's what I thought it was as well. But then I think it turned out it was a moose or something like that. So that would make a bit more sense given the sun. Right, okay, okay. Now fair enough, I'll retract that then. But um, I'd, I'd have had issues with with the return of the goat um, but no the timing the timing wasn't ideal as you said he did score some good goals but I just I would expect now that he will play more on that fourth line uh, Pete Russell did kind of go through spells I think of, of playing the fourth line quite a bit you know, when we were playing well, yeah. it worked. And obviously, naturally, when things aren't so good, they tend to uh, shorten the bench a bit and just go with three lines and stuff. And that's that's the way it is. But um, I think we, we, we'll be expecting more from him this year. He's, one of my notes here says, it's just kind of made me laugh, but I'm always amazed that he's as old as he is. He's one of those guys that you think of as a young player. Um, now obviously yeah. 25 is still young but in comparison to for example Howlett um, and some of the other younger talent in the league he's not that young um, no. so he's kind of physically I would say fully uh, developed and I would just like more as as, as we've both said and it's it's what is his role going to be? Are we going to bring uh, Matt Cowlett back? Uh, and is he going to play with him? Or are we reshaping that fourth line? Um, he, he did show some, some good promise, I remember, particularly one goal against Dundee in the Challenge Cup, I think. It was very good. Uh, and one good one against Sheffield. So he, he's not. it's not as if it's a guy who's gone through playing 60 games and not contributed at all. I thought the the fourth line did a, a very good job at times. Um 
but yeah, he's not he's not at the level of a Barry McKenzie or somebody like that. Um, so I think that we we need more from that kind of position. But where do you get these guys from? Really, that's the main the main issue. They don't they're not like growing on trees. I know, but maybe you know. You look look at the likes of Jordan County and how he's sort of progressed the Dundee. Um, you know, one young player of the year last year, and obviously he was with us, and there was sort of certain elements surrounding him uh, as a as a player and as a person while he was here. But um, you know, somebody like that, even uh, another guy that Dundee have signed recently, Duncan Spears. Um, played a, a couple of games I think for us a few years ago uh, while he was with Solway and actually looked pretty decent um, you know it's, it's difficult to say obviously I haven't seen that guy play two games against Jack Muzo a full season just you know the sad differences between the, the two players but um, yeah I, I don't know and obviously those guys are are a lot younger as well and they've still got time to grow and develop uh, whereas you know 25 you know are, are you really going to get much else from Muzo um, I guess we'll need to see if he's if Fitz is going to use the fourth line a bit more than we might get to see him uh, but yeah I'm, I'm like you I, I would like to see more f- from him this season yeah, definitely. I think that there's not really too much more that we can we can say on it. But um, like a few of our Brits, I think they do need to step up. Um, I know we always expect like these kind of bumper signings, but I don't know. It's hard to hard to um, really fathom that we're not really in a position to bring in all the best players, but. Uh, I think, like we've we've covered the timing of some of the announcements and just the way some things are handled, um, are pretty frustrating. Um, so, looking for improvements from that point of view as well. Um, but again, best of luck to him. He might have a tremendous second season, and we'll be in our words again. Hope so. Uh, ah, absolutely. But, uh, but we'll find out with that one. Uh, let's just see what else. Been, just in general, it's been very sad doom and gloom, isn't it? No, it has. Uh, even though we've appointed a new coach and brought in some new players, it's uh, it's quite negative. But I don't, I don't know. We've we've still got looking at the the squad there. Um, we've got three defensemen signed. I would I would have to say I'm quite excited to see what Colleen can do. Um behind at the moment what's looking like quite a solid, if not spectacular, defence. Um but three guys still to sign there. Maybe four. Uh and then you know, Pitt, Tansky, Bierum, Peacock and Muzzle signed as a forwards. I'd like to think we're adding a couple more to that from last year, but it's it's certainly foundations, um, and I, I, it, we don't want it to be so negative. But just when you lose guys like Connolly, 
um, and, and your coach, it's hard not to be really. Uh, but maybe maybe we should make a a conscious effort to be positive for a whole episode next time. Well, episode fifty is going to be. Well, half century. We'll it's going to be full of positives. No excuse. Uh, we'll, yeah. We promise that it will be. Don't worry. Um, but what what's your thoughts on the team so far as a whole then? Just looking at it right now. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I think, you know, <laughs> we've still got, uh, obviously, Haywood, to add to that. I would like to think that, that Mike Crowell will be back. Uh, I quite like Tyler whenever I saw him. Um, again, he's... he's Still young as well, so still time for him to develop. And uh, you know, you're only going to get that if you play more minutes. Um, so I, I would like to see, um, obviously, both both of those guys back, and, and then you're sort of, you know, looking elsewhere. Um, of course, um, you've also got Jared uh, Hansen. Who was, yes. who was one that I think we both earmarked as I really would like to see back and I'd, I'd still say I remain quite confident about him mm-hmm. I think actually sorry the other reason why I was disappointed Conley wasn't coming back was because Fitzy liked my tweet about him ah yes so he did maybe that was just a, a troll could be he knew how disgusted we would be on this podcast. Um, since he hated it so much, he would just thought he'd just like it. Yeah. Why don't you send out one saying, can't wait to see Haywood, Howlett and Hansen back. You'll like it and none of them will resign. <laughs> can't wait to see Conor McDavid in a purple jersey next year. Yeah, liked. And he actually does sing. Double bluff, huge double bluff from Fitzy. Yeah, um, they were. Like, yeah, sorry. sorry. Oh, you well, go. Uh, you know, with the additions of Hurley and, and Hayward, it's kind of. Sorry, I think we do need to sign some pretty high caliber forwards. Um, for me, you know, because I, I think. Obviously, you want to build on last season's success, and you know, so far we've gone the wrong way about that. We've lost our coach, and we've lost our best player. Um, so, you know, obviously there was a couple of other guys. Obviously, Hanson, uh, Becker. I think you would you would want back. Um, so hopefully, those guys will be back, and then we can start a look to, uh, you know. Try try to fill in the gaps elsewhere. I th- I think that's a that's a good point. If you add in a couple of those guys that uh, would a couple of whom would maybe expect, you are then looking for uh, some some big hitting guys uh, to to add to that. Um, because as you say, I think fine at the moment is a good way to describe it. Um, we we want to improve from last year, um, and re-signing the good bits of last year's team would be a start. But certainly losing the some of the best bits is is not ideal. So our replacements will have to be will have to be very good. 
Um, but I would have confidence that uh, funds and stuff would be made available to do that. Um, so we'll see what happens from that point of view. But some some big Barbie. additions to be made. Fucking Derby. Exactly. Derby funds. I'm not fucking paying five pound for a hot dog or whatever it is. Get on. Or a stovey. Or whatever no. it is they sell. Never Scotch had one. Pie. Never had one of them, so not in the arena, so I, I can't complain about the price of food really if you don't have it. Uh, and that's a total different tangent anyway, so we'll move on. Um say that for the hot dog pricing podcast. That's <laughs> That's one of the many special editions that we will eventually do when everyone retires. Um, <laughs> when, the, when the team just folds, it'll just be... Yeah, I've got them written down somewhere. I'll blow off the cobwebs and we'll just go through 10 special edition podcasts. Sounds, sounds good, I have to say. Um, so we'll move on then to some news that's from around the Elite League and there has been a fair amount. Um, the best place probably to start would be a couple of coaching announcements first of all and uh, the biggest probably of those was that Tim Wallace has been announced as Nottingham Panthers coach after spending last year um, or part of last year as Milton Keynes player coach. Um, Again, some Panthers fans may be underwhelmed just because of where he'd come from, but uh, there's something about that appointment I quite like. Uh, obviously, I'll be working with Doucette on the off-ice stuff as well, um, but a guy with really good career experience um, and did a pretty good job keeping Milton Keynes competitive last year. Um I think, I'm assuming he's not going to be playing, um, but I think, I think he might do quite well for them. Yeah, I mean, look at his CV. Obviously, he's played a lot of uh, a lot of games in the NHL, AHL, Swedish Hockey League, top league in Germany. So, um, you know, only a couple of years ago he was he was playing in the in the AHL. So he'll have a lot of contacts I would have thought and uh, Nottingham love a they love a big name signing I have to say they uh, love it a doesn't big always name. work out but they do love they love a guy who's played seven seasons in the NHL and he's 34 now and he's he's going to come over here and he's going to set the league on fire doesn't happen but um yeah, I don't. It was a bit of a strange one as well. Um, I'll agree there, but uh, not sure. Can't can't really get a read off him. Maybe if, if he's going to be a good coach. Or not. Maybe this is the season where there's just loads of weird appointments. Um, <laughs> and uh, and the things kind of work out differently to what you'd expect. Yeah, as you've said, it's um. It's a, a bit bit out there. Um but again everyone has to kinda of start somewhere I suppose. Um has a bit of coaching experience from Milton Keynes and did alright, so will he adapt to bigger budget and stuff? 
who knows um, we'll wait and see but what is almost certainly guaranteed is that Nottingham start well have a terrible kind of Christmas period and then pick up a wee bit towards the end of the year uh, but still don't win the league so sad had to get away from that um, the other big coaching announcement was that Andrew Lord is back in Cardiff for what I think is his sixth year um, he signed some huge multi-year deal but that has a clause where he can you know, pursue other offers if available after next season I think is that right? Uh yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, um, he's been at he's been at Cardiff since twenty thirteen and obviously played uh four full seasons as a player and then a twenty five games in two thousand seventeen eighteen season. Um, you know, and obviously he's been he's been player coaching and most of that time, uh, with the exception of last year, um. You know, and you can't really argue with, uh, you know, his his uh, performances as as a coach in, in the team, um, always seems to maintain uh, the majority of the squad. And uh, you know, we'll come on to later, but keeping hold of Ben Bounds is a it's a huge a huge signing uh, for them, given given the year uh, the World Championships. Uh, and his performances there so um, but you know just again just you know continuing the, the continuity there that they've had for a number of seasons now and uh, you know they're going to be another another season uh, as as a top team yeah it must get boring being uh, consistently as good as that <laughs> uh, you know I think if Joking aside, I think all the other teams really are still sort of look up to the way that they're being run at the moment. Um, and that, you know what you'll get with Andrew Lord. And uh, I think the way that they've done it, where they've got him for that long-term deal, but um, he's got the opportunity to pursue other avenues. And I think if he, he does well again, um, that certainly might come up for him and you know he'll leave when when the time's right um, I think he's definitely got the potential to go elsewhere now experienced and successful so expect the same from them next year and uh, as you'd said there's been a few players that they've managed to to retain um, Ben Bounds obviously who was absolutely superb at the World Championships we kind of earmarked him maybe for a move to Europe after that and uh, Joey Haddad who has been very good for Cardiff for years now so two two big names there coming back and uh, both of them important but I think that bounce signing is as big as you'll see in the off season yeah definitely um, just a just a huge a huge uh, signing for him uh, to be able to keep him after that I believe he did have uh, at least one offer from from elsewhere and obviously he was linked with a move to Denmark um, but you know he's 
he's chosen to stay there. Uh, you know, you can look at it from two ways. You can look at it from the point of view that you know he's obviously settled in Cardiff and enjoys playing hockey there and playing under Andrew Lord. Uh, you know, but at the same time, he's he's twenty eight now, so he's he's not finished, but he is twenty eight. Uh, he could have he could have gone to Finland probably. Well, exactly. So that's maybe the the issue is you know is he going to get another chance like that? You know, obviously don't know the ins and outs of what he was offered, but if he was offered a fairly decent starting job somewhere in Europe, uh, then I guess that's kind of that's what separates people like Ben Bounds and people like Pete Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Get that dig right in there. Um, it's got that, get that knife. Twist that a bit. Stab it. Twist it. That's it. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, both of those guys were goaltenders. Pete Russell, <laughs> a goaltender in his time. Um, obviously of, of different standards now, but um, I think, yeah, a huge, huge thrill to re- retain him. I've got no doubt that they have thrown a ridiculous amount of money at him as well um, to, to keep his services but again you, you know what you'll get with, with Bounds very rarely has a bad game um, and he's he's a huge part of their success so to be able to keep him, yep, massive signing um, just sticking on kind of contract extensions at the moment Belfast had a, a big a big uh, push of, of re-signings there. I, I think that was maybe last week. Uh, Andrew Dixon, Stephen Murphy, Mark Garside, Paul Swindlehurst, Lewis Hook and Curtis Leonard all returning. Um, guys like Dixon, Murphy and Garside have been there for years now, so not, not really as much to say about them, although I think Murphy really, last year, was one of the first years where he hadn't struggled as much with injury. So I, I fully expect him to still be in a, a tandem with another import goalie because, as we'll get to, Tyler Beskarawani is offski. So um, I think they'll bring in another import, but he he's a, a very good Brit deputy. Yeah, definitely. Although... You look at him now, he's 37, so, uh, you know, it's, he's, I think he would obviously be the signing knowing that he's going to be a backup now rather than a, sort of yes. a tandem or, yeah. or even a starting yeah. goalie. So uh, from that point of view, you know, it's it's a good, it's a good uh, club for him. Obviously, he's been there for, for as long as I can remember. Uh He's been there since I, since I started following British hockey, so probably about a decade ago. Um, so you know, it's it's always a good number for him, uh, and you know when he's been called upon, uh, you know he, he can be a top, he can be a top goalie as well. So uh, yeah, just you know a, a good a good re-signing for him, I think. Yeah, um, the other one I'd probably point out, Curtis Leonard, um, being a 
the other import there had a, a solid first season in the Elite League as a defenseman um, so they'll be pleased to have his services back um, Five Flyers our bitter rivals have announced three re-signings so far uh, Jordan Boesa who we know a fair bit about Chad Smith who's another young Scottish kind of promising forward and uh, Chase Shaver who was last year's captain I'm assuming he's returning as captain this year again uh, but he's been he's been really good since he signed there um, a guy that always seems to to be annoying to play against and quite a good leader in the dressing room from all accounts so they'll be be happy to get him back mm-hmm. yeah definitely I think he'd missed quite a bit of last season as well through injury um, so you know fully fit again he'll be a a top player um, probably a, a point a game kind of player like he was previously so that's a that's a good re-signing for Fife definitely um, and Buesa obviously uh, you know, again another one that was maybe a wee bit disappointing to, to lose him uh, from our point of view. Um, but you know, he, a full season under his belt in, in Fife and scored scored a, a number of goals there as well. Uh, you know, a couple of key goals. Uh, so you know, he's still in his sad development period. He's only nineteen, so. Uh, Another good, a good young Brit and or a good young Scottish guy, and that's kind of what Fife. That's what they like to do, really. It's uh, sign a lot of these young Scottish guys and don't really play them. Yeah, I know. Um, I think though, Buesa certainly developed a a fair bit there last year. Um, yeah. Obviously, got his first elite league goal. The one he got for us was announced, but it wasn't real, as we always keep coming back to. But, um, you know, there's no doubt he'll probably come back to haunt us just like most of them do. So, uh, yeah, a good a good pick-up for Fife, just like the kind of county at Dundee thing. If he can stay for a few years and really develop, then he'll turn into a big player for them. Um, Nottingham... I've re-signed Rob Lakovitz, uh, Joe Hazeldine, and also Jordan Kelso, who was on uh, Dundee's roster last year on loan, I think, and uh, did quite well there. So um, a, a triple Brit, Brit signing there for Tim Wallace. Um, certainly Lakovitz has been around for years, the other two a lot younger, um, but... Teams like Nottingham, I think, have just got more resources to to offer the British guys and um, themselves in Sheffield. The likes of Dowd and O'Connor uh, are probably the two real hotbeds of of the Brit players. Um, but yeah, three three solid guys there. Kelso and Hazeldine will will develop more in Lakovitz's a very dependable guy, I think. You could it's fair to say. Yeah, well, maybe not if you if you ask Panthers fans. No, um, they don't really seem to like him, but I I've always thought he's he does a job. Yeah, I mean he's he's been there for 
again for about a decade, maybe even more than that. Um, and he's, and still, know, he's, only, he's still only 14. He's still 14. <laughs> 29, how old is he? Yeah, yeah 29. 29. He does look, he looks 14 maybe, but... Yeah, good young um, face about him, good baby face. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know, Panthers fans are a wee bit, wee bit weird like that, but... Uh, I mean, he's just a, he's another solid guy. He's been there for years. Um, you know, can can put up big numbers, uh, as we've seen in the, in the past. So I think he's a decent a decent guy to have. Uh, you know, especially Brits. You know, talking about the Brits and stuff. I think he's a good a good guy to have there. And and obviously the the other couple of guys you mentioned there are, are a bit younger. Uh, you know, but. You know, particularly Jordan Kelso as well, with with that loan uh, last year, I think will do him do him a bit of good, getting some some more ice time and stuff like that as well. So uh, we'll see what happens with with both of those guys, whether they'll look to to send them out on loan again. Uh, you know, to sort of help them develop even further. Yeah, I think just. To on lack of which there is point production has definitely dropped off in recent years but um, I don't know you, you can't keep re-signing him because he's a bad player you know um, and as you've said maybe the fan not as much of a favourite as he once was but um, as we know these decent Brits aren't exactly the easiest to, to come by all the time so uh I don't think it's necessarily as, as bad a situation as maybe some fans would make out. Um, <clears throat> final extension to cover is was just announced today, I think, and that's Tanner Tanner Everly extending his stay in Sheffield. Um, he was a guy I think who was well liked uh, in in quite a bad season for Sheffield. Uh, quite a gritty type player um, and uh, you know came in and scored 26 points from 57 games uh, 120 penalty minutes so he certainly was quite familiar with that but uh, familiar a, with the penalty box a good yeah a good guy to have have in the team and um, obviously liked well enough to be re-signed by the new coach yeah yeah uh... I don't really remember too much of him last year, but again, as we've touched on, the, the team wasn't that great last year. Although it, you know, he was maybe one of the guys uh, that stood out more than others, and that's maybe why they've, they've re-signed them again for for this season. Uh, maybe Aaron Fox thinks he get a wee bit more out of him in terms of point production, uh, while still kind of maintaining that that gritty side, you know. Uh, so he might end up being on a line with Connolly and that would be just absolutely hell for the rest of the league, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Good, um, good way to describe it. Just in terms of, you know, kind of similar in terms of greatness, but uh, obviously we know Connolly's the, the superior in terms of points. Yeah. Um, moving on then, just, just to... But, the other one that you'd, or I don't know if we touched on the last time, but uh, Jimmy Crooks re-signing for Guildford. All right, I think we, I kind of remember this, but uh, 
for anyone who did, if we did actually cover it, uh, they can they can turn <laughs> off for one minute and then turn back on. Or what you can do is you can go go to the last go to the last episode and and find it. That. Yeah, try and find it in the in amongst all the other shit. Try and find it. Um, Bye. Okay, oh, that's, let's that's pretend. Sorry, because we did we did record later on that week. Right. Okay. Okay, so we'll just we did we did we'll just pretend that that never happened. Cheers, right. cheers for listening, folks. Um, I doubt. So absolutely not. That's what makes it. <laughs> uh, so the the other just moving on to the transfers. Then um, I'll just try and group them together in terms of team, uh, so that we're not here for hours. Um, sticking on Sheffield, we know about Connolly. Um, but they have also signed Jonas, I'll guess, Lewing from Sweden, who's a a D-man with a tremendous career, who is 36 years old, Um, looks like an offensive defenseman, played in mainly Sweden all his career, although has been in Germany and France, but... um, I think, as we've said, Sheffield's a bit of a statement of intent, getting a few quite, not that he's a big name, but guys from big leagues in uh, after what happened last year. Um, I'll be, no doubt this guy will be an impressive skater and stuff. And, uh, you know, Sheffield always seem to, to dip into Sweden and find some decent talent, I think. Yeah, I think... No, by all accounts he kind of reads the game well as well so uh, which is always always valuable to have in your team um, but yeah um, Sheffield are just kind of one of those those teams that they like to bring in this kind of guy who had uh, Mark Matheson as, uh, as another example of, you know a guy that's kind of older in, in their career but they've had a really good career and, and can still play hockey so yeah uh, which I mean is is quite good to have. So you're not you're not having like a Jeff Smith type guy. It's <laughs> kind Oh, I love when he's brought. Up. <laughs> uh, who was you know not not the not the greatest uh, <laughs> in his in his old age. Yeah, uh, I think it's fair to say that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, um, we but you know, obviously Smith. he did have a good. Uh, Good uh, sort of career before that as well, played in the AHL and stuff like that. So, not to be sniffed at, but um, but yeah, obviously Sheffield have uh, you know guys like this who've, who've played at, at the top level for uh, for a number of years as well. So uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be a good addition for them, I think. Yeah, and they they lost um, Josh McFadden, who's gone to DEL too. So. Um, whether or not he's a direct replacement or not, um, certainly a more experienced player, so he he'll fit in there um, as McFadden moves on. Um, next team we'll look at is probably Belfast. There are a couple of quite big departures there, um, but also one one massive incoming signing in terms of league. But first of all, the the departures. Uh, Tyler Beskarawani and Darcy Murphy 
both leaving to, to go to Europe. Um, Darcy Murphy, I think, was superb, really. Might have been top point scorer in the league last year. If not yep. top, then certainly second. Um, top and then, goal scorer, anyway. Yeah, and then Bess Grovani was far and away the best goaltender, I think, arguably. So, um, yep. two big blows there. Uh, but guys who have obviously moving to to try and further their career in Europe, um, uh, but Belfast did though bring in Ben Lake from Coventry. So your thoughts on those? Um, yeah. Uh, well, also as well, Kyle Bond. That's right. Actually, yeah. Just the, list, the list is the list is quite big that I'm getting lost, but I see it now. We're back. <laughs> Yeah, just while we're talking Belfast. Yeah, yeah exactly, like, exactly. Nah, Kyle Bond, so three big, three big losses. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah, Murphy, I mean, numbers speak for itself, really. Uh, 79 points from 58 games, 39 goals, 40 assists. Uh, it was going to be difficult to keep him, I think, uh, given those those numbers that he put up. Um, but, you know, moves to DL2 as well. Um I've no doubts that he'll be another uh, supported guy in that league as well. Um, so that's a, a huge, a huge loss uh, for Belfast. Um, Beskarovani as well moving to Slovakia. Um, so that's you know another <coughs> another big league in, in Europe, and you know he's going to going to test himself. Uh, you know, a, a couple of years ago, I think he'd, uh, there was one year, one season that he didn't play. Um, you know, to uh, come back from that the way that he has. Uh, you know, last last year was a was a massive year for him, uh, and it just showed that the sack caliber, a, a goalie that he, that he is. Um, you know, don't really know what happened uh, that season from not to play at all, but. Uh, there's no doubt that he was a he was a top goalie, um, and you know fair play to him to get getting a move to to Europe and, and looking to do well there. Uh, and likewise, Kyle Bond moving to Vienna Capitals in the EBL. So, you know he's he's quite young as well, 27. Uh, played in the NHL, played in the AHL. So yeah, I mean that Kyle Bond was specifically there was a. a a massive pickup for Belfast to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, it was actually. At, at his age and having come off uh, American League a few seasons and a couple of a few NHL games, um, it just shows you know seventy one points in those sixty games. Um, a guy at that level uh, was was superb to be able to. To get him and and from Belfast's point of view, that's that's the kind of signings I think they will look for. Um, I noticed there they came from Toronto Marlies, uh, who Adam Keith Adam Keith's brother is the coach of. So I've got no doubt there was a bit of a a deal going on there. Um, but I mean, guys like that you can sign from a high level to give them a stepping stone still, um, and they do well. It's it's a win for both parties, so yeah. I mean, it's hard to keep hold of those kind of guys. 
Yeah, without a doubt. And then they go out and sign Bentley anyway, so. Yeah, well, indeed. One of the league's top top scorers last year as well, so. Um, 77 points from 60 games at, at Coventry. And, you know, that's another huge loss for Coventry. And, uh, it's going to be difficult for them to defend a replacement that's, that's as good. Yeah, and and adapts so well to the league. Obviously, got himself in the GB squad. Um, was was really good. One of the top players, as you say. So, big signing for Belfast. Um, let's see what else we've got. Next up is going to be Dundee, just because that's who I've chosen. Uh, they've signed goalie Alex Leclerc from Utah Grizzlies and they have also signed I think we mentioned this before though Duncan Spears from Sheffield Steel Dogs but uh, always interesting to see these, what kind of goalies these teams bring in um, Alex Leclerc I think uh, pretty promising a lot of potential um, look, looks to have had a, a steady Steady kind of college career, only played one game in the East Coast League last year, but um, a consistent sort of save percentage. Um, you know, I, I imagine he'll be a technically quite sound goalie, still quite young. Um, see how he adapts to the league. Yeah, I think that'll be a good signing, actually. Uh, you know, uh, his, his save percentages kind of speak for himself. Uh, you know, always. So consistently over 0.9 save percentage, which is uh, ideal and, and what you want really. Uh, you know, three three years uh, at Colorado College, um, so improved year on year. He was there as well, so I think he's obviously getting better. Um, so I think that's you know a, another another good signing uh, by Omar Pasha and. Uh, you know, a, a young, a young netminder that you know perhaps they can they can keep a hold of for a, for a couple of years before, uh, you know he maybe moves on to bigger and bigger and better things as well. So we'll see what happens. He's quite small though for a for a netminder, five ten. Uh, I think Ryan Nye was what five nine or something like. That. Yeah, and then obviously um, Zykovsky as well was a small guy. Oh yes, he was. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, obviously you do get that, but it's just. Uh, it's just kind of worth pointing out. Yeah, um, Pasha get good connections to to those leagues, so it's it's never really a surprise when they pick up one or two two good players from there. Um, so knowing his record, uh, he'll be will be pretty good. Um, Obviously, sorry, just as well. Dundee Stars signed Justin Malin. Yes, they did. Yeah, I, I like I like the look of that. Yeah, I think that's a solid signing, actually. Um, played in the EBL last year. Yep, knew. I think he's friendly with... <laughs> there was part of an interview I saw. Um, he knows uh, Bouchard, who plays at Dundee last year, but he's very good friends with John Dunbar at Guildford and also very good friends with... And I actually said... Most teams probably don't like this guy, but Kevin Noble at Coventry. I think he's friendly with those two. 
So right. decent league recommendations. Um but yeah, I think I think he'll be he'll be pretty good to be honest actually. Yeah, I think he should he should come in and be a top line centre for that. I would have thought. Yeah, I would agree. Um six two, so good size, twenty eight. Um and look at the points that he scored in Italy, uh and the EBL and even DEL two nearly a point a game. So um solid I think. Uh, good pick up. Um I, I wouldn't have actually been surprised if a couple of other teams were maybe looking at looking at him but um just shows you what what a decent uh, recommendation and that kind of thing can do. So um yeah, a good good pick up. Um Manchester have also been fairly busy. Uh, Scott Simmons has come in from University of Guelph. Uh, what's, Ma- happening? what's happening in that uni? <laughs> I know. Uh, Everybody for that uni is joining this league. <laughs> maybe there's maybe there's an offer on. Um, Matthew Gagnon, who played at Nottingham two years ago, they've they've brought him in a physical physical guy, uh, and obviously they've lost lost Springer, so replacing that sort of side of the game. Um, but yeah, two two signings there for them. Uh, Gagnon, as I said, we know we'll get there. He'll probably suit that style for sure. Um, Scott Simmons, six foot one, so again a, a big guy, um, and a good decent number of points put up at, at uni level so um, they'll expect a, a fair bit from him I think yeah perhaps so uh, just wonder what kind of team Ryan Furnan is actually <laughs> do you want do you wonder though well I'm just kind of assuming it's like 16 browsers and then like <laughs> well I think I think it's and obviously the school in the league. Yeah, it's <laughs> given they've got him, uh, it's hard to see where they'll they'll go wrong really. Um <laughs> nah but it's just as well their rink's so small for all these massive guys they've got. I know. Don't need to move about as far. Yeah. But no, I think they'll probably stick to the blueprint that he knows in that rink. Um yeah. So I'd be surprised if Simmons is any different. Um, might bring a bit of skill and stuff that you obviously need. Um, and Gagnon, yeah, uh, he'll be he'll be kicking about guys' throats. So two big, two big Manchester esque signings for Manchester. Um, we've also got. Uh, I'll just I'm now actually just gonna move up the league in a random in the list in a random order so I don't miss any. Uh Sam Jones, a D man from Swindon. Well I think uh he might not be from Swindon but he, play, he played for Swindon, signed for Fife. Um from, so from interesting that Fife bringing in a young Englishman. Maybe a, a change of approach for them there. <laughs> Yeah, well, then he, he is six two, as well. So he's a big guy. Uh, no doubt, him and Springer might become familiar with each other. Maybe yeah. we'll see. 
Yeah, true. Any Fife player will become familiar with Springer. Aye. You know, you know he's going to get it from Fife if, fans. So. If, if they're not already. Yeah. True. They just need to go back and look through Dops videos last year. <laughs> um, we've also got Justin Hamannick signed for Coventry from Angers. <laughs> uh, a Canadian stay-at-home D-man by the looks of it. Yeah, huge guy actually, six four. Um, played in France last year, as I said. Um, won't be giving you much offensively, but certainly looks tough to play against. Yeah, um, that's maybe you know a kind of guy that, that Coventry have been looking to get in uh, the past few years. I don't really think they've had that that sort of guy. Um, so you know that's that's a big signing. Uh, for them in, in more ways than one. <laughs> good. It's a good way to put it. I like it. <laughs> um, Owen Griffiths is signed for Guildford from Milton Keynes. So obviously the, the Milton Keynes situation, I would be surprised if many of them are sort of sticking around. But um, mm. I seem to remember that uh, he did quite well at Milton Keynes last year. Uh, you know, 16 points in 59 games for a, a fairly young guy, I think, is a decent return and he'll, he'll enjoy playing in Guildford as most players would, I think, that, that like that up-tempo type style, so um, good one good one for them, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, you know, even if you, if you look back five or six years ago, he played with Cardiff. Yeah. Uh, had four games in the in the elite league with Cardiff, um, so you know he's got that that experience there as well. Um, obviously last season uh, with Mount Keynes as well, so I think he'll be a fairly good addition uh, to Guildford and, and what um, what they're looking to build there. Yeah, quite a small centre, so uh, perfect for Guildford. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Him uh, and Benny. <laughs> yeah, the contrast between Guildford and some other teams is, is very funny. Um, but as as we've always said, we like what they do in Guildford, so... Yeah. Indeed. Finally then, uh, both of the, the, the last two moves are surrounding Coventry, and both of them are outgoing. Kevin Morris, who was captain last year, I think, has retired, and uh, Matt Hackett, who came in at the latter end of last season, goaltender, has moved to uh, Stjernan, another yep. attempted pronunciation of a Scandinavian name, um, but he's moved to Norway. Uh, and I think he was a guy who had a good, a good career, maybe took a wee bit of time to adapt, but uh, eventually... Eventually did fairly well for Coventry, who were a, a bit of a leaky defence at times anyway. Um, so not not an easy gig to come in, but uh, a guy who's played a lot of NHL games um, and stuff. So I'd be surprised if he doesn't do well there, given a full season. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, can I look at his CV when he, when he came in? You thought he would be... He thought he would be a, a, an amazing goalie for them, but um, 
you know, for for whatever reason, it didn't it didn't turn out that way. Uh, I seem to remember a game against against Clown. Uh, I don't think he performed particularly well. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. But I just kind of remember thinking, you know, with that, that CV that he had, uh, you know, coming in with the experience that he did, I thought he would be a lot better perhaps than, than what he actually was but um but yeah it could just be you know it's a, a new country aspect and moving during the season and so sort of getting to know guys uh halfway through a season can be tough um so you know we'll, we'll wait and see uh you know starting in another new country now but at the start of the year uh you know might give them a, a better opportunity to do well yeah, that consistency aspect is why I think Kalino will be good. I mean, it remains right. to be seen. I'm just quite positive about him, but I just think um, that that he'll be quite good. Now that I've said that, it'll be absolutely shocking, but we'll see. Uh, right. So I've not missed anything else there, have I? There's there's loads to get through. People are probably bored already, but. Um, I know. Josh McFadden did. Like, I think he touched. Yeah, that. I did. Yeah. Got any lunch <laughs> yeah, it used to be open, but now it's now it's past six. It's uh, it's that set closed now. One shot, mate. Um, I think that was everyone, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Aye. Yep. Um, this has been any breaking news that we've missed, but I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I was starting to get used to that, but uh, the only breaking news I've really seen is that. Justin Bieber's challenged Tom Cruise to <laughs> a boxing match or whatever it is. Well, uh, I'm ready, man. Yeah. I know. Like uh, a, a, a UFC fight or something. Yeah, and the thing is that you know you know that that will happen just because of the pulling power of these guys. I've got some, something, something will happen. It's just, honestly, can I believe stuff like this has actually happened? <laughs> Like, what kind of fucking fantasy world is this? If he challenged, if he challenged you, Bieber. Would, yeah, Bieber. Would you take him on? Oh, of course, I'd fucking knock him up, then. <laughs> Canadian, of course. So he'll have all his um, hockey mates backing him up. Aye, so he will. He'll be fucking. He'll be cowering now in a corner. Shat it! It shat it, me man. <laughs> Do that thing where I like go pull my fist bag as if to sort of punch him and he kind of flinches away. Yeah. And then I'll be like, hi. Exactly. Can I fucking. You can't handle me, mate. Exactly. Um, and then he'll tweet something about our podcast and all will be forgiven. Because we'll become the number <laughs> one selling podcast ever. Yeah. And he'll just say, this is the worst shit I've ever had. Yeah, and that'll be good. I would that'll love, be good enough for, I would love that. for a few people. So if any if any famous person wants to say that then bring it yeah. on. Um if anybody knows Justin Bieber, uh could you get me to do a wee tweet, a wee shout out for us? <laughs> yeah, and we might get might give him that fight as well. So a win win. A win win. <laughs> the two of us? Both of us, yeah. Right, okay. Get him on get him on live and then we'll set up the fight. Have a verbal fight, even. Um also as well, obviously I just 
just remembered that we're now going to a game seven, the Stanley Cup final, with Boston winning oh, yes. last night. So uh, Wednesday night, I think it is, uh, in Boston yep. to decide Stanley Cup. Would be great to see some the the Blues. I think win it, but um, Boston at home and having just won there mm. might maybe just just sneak it. But you never know. Yeah, it's been a weird uh, series this because when Boston win, they tend to win by quite a quite a big margin. But whenever the Blues have won, it's been by one goal. So I don't know how. It's a strange sort of series this, but uh, I think you can't really deny that both teams deserve to be there after, um, particularly the Blues, the second half of the season that they had. Uh, and just, you know, Boston in, in general, when they get to the playoffs, tend to be pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, sets it up nicely for a, for a crack in Game 7. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, whoever, anybody staying up for that, enjoy it. Uh, I think, um, now that we've got through everything, uh, I think a good place to wrap up, unless you want to cover anything else. No, I'm quite happy going. I need to uh, start my training for, for, for my the, big fight. For the fight, right. I understand that. Give yourself a bit of time. Um, I'll get the tweets sent out. Um, and if, if anybody wants to retweet, then, then that'd be great. Uh, try and get some backing behind this. Um, but, uh, Forget Tom Cruise, mate. I'll fight you. <laughs> exactly. Get it sent out. Um, Don't want to fight your dad, mate. Fight TMFC. That actually sounds a bit like UFC. I think we might get this. We might do it. Um, anyway, enough of this nonsense. <laughs> Cheers, folks, for turning up. Hopefully, we've covered in depth every signing perfectly, and every prediction will happen, uh, and we'll be ultra positive on episode 50 when it comes. Exactly, we need to be. With Big you? special edition. Maybe we'll get some guests on. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, well, and Justin Bieber. We'll get him on the podcast. Mm-hmm, yeah. Right, okay. Episode 50. Seems fair enough. It does, and it'll happen. All right, uh, as we said, hopefully everyone enjoyed it. Still awake. Cheers for listening, and we'll <laughs> catch you next time. Catch you then.